podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lauren. So we've got the theme for today, Lauren, is uh, self-doubt and the imposter syndrome. It sounds like a bit of a downer, but it's not really, is it? You're going to explain a little bit more because this is kind of your baby. Yeah, that's right. It is a total downer, (laughs) but it's not going to end as a downer because really, you know, talking about self-doubt and the imposter syndrome is really something that I think a lot of people can probably relate to, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about it today. So uh, I'll kind of define a little bit about um, the imposter syndrome, and then you can talk about self-doubt. So basically, the best way to describe the imposter syndrome is a definition that I took from psychology today. And it says, the imposter syndrome is a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Not an actual disorder, the term was coined by clinical psychologists Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imus in 1978, when they found that despite having adequate external evidence of their accomplishments, people with imposter syndrome remained convinced that they don't deserve the success that they have. So that's the definition of imposter syndrome. And Michelle, I'll actually throw to you um, in relation to the topic of self-doubt. Yeah, so self-doubt um, is something that I've been experiencing a lot this week, Lawrence. I'm going to go into a little bit of detail um, later on about that. But um, I did have um, a lower bookings than I have in previous weeks, and that was really challenging for me. I've been getting really consistent bookings. It's been fantastic. I felt like everything's flowing. And then all of a sudden, the flow just stopped, you know, and I was like having a lot of doubt about am I doing the right thing? Like, should I be self-employed? Should I start applying for jobs again? I was back on seek. I was freaking out a bit because I need to have that income coming in. And uh, it brought up a lot around money and, you know, all that sort of stuff, which I haven't worried about for weeks. And it kind of turns out, and I'll I'll talk about this a bit more later, but it turns out that I'd kind of asked for this. I kind of asked the universe (laughs) for this. And when it happened, it just sent me into meltdown. So, Self-doubt, if you let it get on top of you, can be pretty damaging. And it it took a bit for me to sort of shovel myself out of this hole and dig myself out of this hole. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really feeling that this week. So this is a fantastic topic and so appropriate. So appropriate. How about yourself? Yeah, well, self-doubt is doubting your your ability, it's doubting yourself. It's it's you know, I guess you, you're lacking the trust that things are working out the way that they should. Uh, you know, when you were talking just then, I thought of that whole song, you know, sometimes you don't get what you want, you get what you need. And before we get into the hard and heavy stuff, you know, I haven't really caught up with you in a week. So business has been a bit slow. I was getting about 23 readings a week prior to this week. And I've been doing this for five or six weeks now. So it's been awesome. Um, the flow, it's all been happening. Um, and then I did a, I do Facebook lives once a week, um, where I do like readings and free connections and stuff. And that's generally where I got my bookings from, cause I'm not advertising or anything else. And, um, yeah, I did my Facebook live and I sort of, even during it, I felt a little bit of self-doubt creeping in where previously I've been like, boom, 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 you know, this is my website and jump on here and make your bookings and rah, rah, rah. And I was like, you know, I'm always very high, you know, I'm very excited and my energy is very high. And then I found that I wasn't promoting myself as much. I wasn't sort of mentioning my page and asking people to make bookings and all that sort of stuff. I ended up with like four bookings and, you know, only like five or six messages. And normally I have like 30 messages, people making inquiries. It was just really down. And I was, it's a reflection of, I guess, what my mood was like. Um, I was just feeling a little bit kind of off, but you know, my yoga instructors had the week off. I know a lot of people are doing heaps of work on themselves this week. So I kind of feel like I'm not alone. Like I feel like other people are going through those sort of emotional challenges as well. So I guess um, that was sort of encouraging, but I actually feel like, you know, I did sort of ask for this and I will um, talk about this later because my week actually turned out to be pretty awesome Um, in the end. uh, It was just a matter of sort of trusting the process, I think, but it's not Mm. easy. It isn't easy. Um, Is that something that, you know, you can relate to or or what was your week like? Yeah, well, um, I I guess I can relate to that on a certain level. Um, You know, when you were talking, it made me think that I'm actually taking the afternoon off today because I you know, I probably, you know, much like you, I'm working six and a half days a week and, um, you know, six to six and a half days a week. And 
you know, while I believe that, you know, work-life balance is important, I kind of think it's also a lie because I think you just need to do what you need to do at the time and be, be true with yourself. And, you know, for myself, I realized that there are a bunch of business books that I'm half through. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'm going to, well, when I say off, I mean, I'm going to chill by the pool and I'm going to read my business books, which is working, but it's fun, you know, cause I love that. And there's a lot of books I want to read. So I really need to dedicate some time to actually get through the ones that I'm in the middle of. And I just want to, you know, before I tell you a bit about my week, I just, you know, when you were talking, I, I thought of this quote that I uh, wrote down the other day. So I just want to read this, this for you, Michelle, because I think you'll find some value in it. So it's basically from Marie Forleo's book. She's got a really awesome book. It's called Everything is Figureoutable. And I love it because the whole thing about the, the book, the whole theme on it is that you can figure it all out. You know, everything, even the shittiest situation ever is figureoutable. You can figure it out. So the quote is this, to build skills, earn trust, develop a body of work, forge relationships, gain mastery, or solve complicated problems, it takes sustained, relentless effort. There are no shortcuts. If you're not ready to work your ass off over an extended period of time, I'm talking years, not months, then be honest with yourself. That dream isn't that important to you, and that's okay. Drop it. Dig deeper. Find something you're willing to stick with and work for, no matter how long it takes. And it just made me think that, you know, you're, you were getting a lot of success and you will continue to get success. It's just, you know, success, there are lulls, you know, there's ups and downs, there's ebbs and flows. It's all about what you do with the lessons that happen. It's all about, you know, kind of how you ride it out, I guess. And I'll be interested to hear about how your week sort of turned around in that too. So, you know, it's normal that things take time. So basically, uh, this week I had a Zoom call. It was my mom's birthday in Canada. So a bunch of us all called in as a surprise for her. And we all sang happy birthday to her on Zoom. So I had a bunch of family from all over the country. And she didn't know. And it was pretty cool. So we all just, you know, had a chat. And uh, it was really great to see my family. And uh, yeah, this week I just continued to, much like you, just keep showing up for myself and showing up for my business. and you know, building my membership that I'm working on and, you know, just kind of working through self-doubt and imposter syndrome as well, because I think that when you're setting yourself up for, you know, something that you really know in, instinctively in your heart is right for you, it's normal that you're going to feel fear. So definitely feels appropriate to be discussing this subject today. And uh, also next week, I have a I have an appointment with an astrologer, so I will be um, able to tell you a little bit about, you know, what I found out from that, which will be interesting. So stay tuned for that. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. So anyway, we, we are kicking off the show talking about self-doubt and Michelle, I'm, you know, going to throw to you now to talk a little bit more about this in depth and um, yeah, talk to you, girl. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, um, I'm sure you just hanging there waiting to see what what happened what happened with her bookings what happened um so as i mentioned at the top of the show um this week has been really challenging it has been really challenging for me uh and be careful what you wish for be careful what you wish for um you know as i mentioned i was getting over 20 bookings a week um and then at the start of this week i had maybe four after my facebook live um and i was just so down and i was like you know spirit you know like you know calling out spirit um if you want me to do this sort of work i need you to support me and um and bring people to me because that's what i've been doing i haven't been advertising i've just been doing those lives and i've just been allowing you know allowing spirit to kind of bring people to me and finance wasn't something i was thinking about i wasn't sort of worrying about a lot of different things um i was just kind of really allowing the flow and it felt like a flow it felt fantastic but for some reason on Monday, I felt like I kind of got out of that a little bit. So anyway, I put this message out to spirit. And then what's been happening is I've had maybe, you know, one or two readings on a day, particular day. And I'm like, oh, I really would like some more readings. And then people are like, hi, can I do a reading in like five minutes? Hi, can I do a reading in like 20 minutes? People are like booking, like as I'm doing it sort of thing. So I'm like, sure. Yeah. And I'm like on there and I'm reading for them like 10 minutes later. And so they're just coming in, but they're coming in in dribs and drabs, like I'm being drip fed these readings, um, which is really interesting. 
Um, and that's sort of been what's happening. So I've actually almost got back up to where I normally am um, with my readings. But um, yeah, it's just been sort of drip fed to me. So I just found that um, really interesting. But also what it's allowed me to do, because I was getting a little bit overwhelmed. I was doing, um, sometimes on a Tuesday, I'd have seven readings in a row. Okay. And I wouldn't have a break. Wow. Couldn't even go to the toilet. And a lot of this is mediumship. Sometimes it's reading and healing. So I'm doing a healing component, which is, you know, takes some energy. And I couldn't even go to the bathroom because it was just back to back on Zoom. So I was like back to back, back to back. And I was like, you know, spirit, I actually would like, um, you know, sometimes to be able to have a bit of a break. So it was something that I asked for. And the other thing that I asked for from spirit before this happened was I wanted to be able to um, have some bookings coming in ahead of time. So I may know in following weeks that I've got bookings already. Right. That's exactly what was happening. So I was getting drip fed. So I could prepare. Well, not overly prepare, but like I was able to, because people were asking me to make the booking for them. So I could make a booking and then give myself a half hour break. Um, and that hadn't been happening in, happening in previous weeks. So then I was able to schedule breaks for myself. And then I had people booking ahead in June. So I've got quite a few bookings for June already. So it was exactly what I asked for. But when things changed and it was sort of unexpected, the finance became a thing. I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to have to apply for a job? And just this morning, Lauren, I had this nightmare that I had applied for a full-time job and got it. It was awful like it was the worst feeling I was like I've got this full-time job and I don't even want to do it it was a really bad feeling and I actually felt like I had to get up and go to work like I felt like I had to do that today and it was an awful feeling and it was just confirmation for me that that isn't something that I want to go back into I don't want to do that again I don't want to be there and what this made me feel because everyone I meet with all the readings I do I always ask them how did you come to me how did you come to me and one lady said to me I was meditating Michelle and someone said your name to me. Someone said, Michelle, because she was asking for help. She's like, I need a healing. I need to find someone. And they said, Michelle, they said my name. And she logged onto Facebook and I was there doing my Facebook live. And she booked while I was doing my uh, reading. She didn't even like really watch it, um, which I was a little upset about. Um, And then she made the the booking straight away because she said, well, spirit told me that I'm coming to you. Um, And this is happening over and over and over. I'm asking people and they're like, I don't know what it is. I never use Facebook. I'm always on Instagram. For some reason, I felt to get on Facebook and there you were. And I booked. So Mm -hmm. I've just got to trust the process. And that's why I keep asking them like, how did you come to me? Spirit told me, oh my gosh. So we've got to trust. And that was, um, yeah. that was big goosebump material. That was big goosebump material for me. Um, so That's what are your awesome. thoughts on, what are your thoughts on? I guess well, I have a lot of thoughts aspect. on that yeah. for damn sure. So first of all, um, our listeners at home would love to know what you're talking about in relation to your, um, your Facebook lives. So Michelle, why don't we drop a couple of links to your Facebook lives in our yeah. show notes so people yeah. can check those out yeah. um, and they can see love the to. kind of work that you are doing. So you know, I did a, uh, a meditation and a workshop a couple of days ago on Facebook, or sorry, I paid and I participated in one, and it was all about boundaries. And one of the things that, you know, when you were talking, made me think of was, was boundaries. And, and, you know, with all due respect, I think that when you're wanting to make money, that you tend to say, not you, I just mean in general, people tend to say yes to things, even if it's not in line with what they want to do, or even if it's, really something that they don't, that they're not really gravitating towards. And so I think for you, it's a really big, I love that you take, you've taken responsibility for having asked for the break. Uh, I also would really recommend that you have a look at your boundaries because, you know, you might be really wanting to take on all of these, these, uh, I'm saying gigs, but all of these bookings, you know, at one time, but at the same time, it's important that you're rejuvenating, that you're resting, that you're having something to eat, that you're going to the washroom, that you're taking that break. And I personally think that if you're so booked back to back to back, you might not be doing as much as the best quality work as if you actually had proper gaps. And I think that what sometimes happens is we're presented with opportunities to make money and we think that we need to say yes right away when I'm sure a couple of your clients would have been happy to wait a couple of days just for you to have, you know, your, your um, readings properly staggered. So maybe 
I feel like you're sort of working out the balance of what that looks like, which is cool because you've kind of had one extreme to the other extreme. And, you know, it's, it goes back to, you know, our manifestation episode, which, you know, when we talked a little bit about asking for what you want and, you know, I love that you're aware of your power within that. And, you know, when you were talking to Michelle, it was so funny because I thought to myself, well, I also asked for <laughs> a redundancy because, you know, I wanted to work on my own time. business. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, that, and I mean, we, we all know how that went because we don't need to revisit that anymore, but you yeah. know, you're saying, yeah, you got exactly, I got exactly what I wanted. I went, oh yeah, I got exactly what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, and I knew that at the time, but you know, when I woke up this morning, I did not like you have a nightmare that I had a full-time job, but I woke up this morning and I was literally just prancing around my house. And I said to my partner, I just said, thank you so much for just continuing to support me to just build my own business. and you know, and that's what, I'll, that's all I feel is just so supported and so thankful and so grateful that I'm able to do what I'm doing at the moment. And um, yeah. So do you have Amen. any thoughts on my feedback? Cause I think for you, you've always, I've worked with you for a long time. You've always been a very intense person and an intense worker. And I think that, you know, like you would message me at six thirty in the morning about a story when I'm still figuring out, you know, like I'm getting to work still. Right. And so I think that, you know, yeah, <laughs> you're an, you're an all, all in kind of a, a person, yeah. but I yeah. think that sometimes it might be worth you reflecting on, you know, where that leaves you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely had days where I, where I was saying to you, I was starving and I really need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, this is not fun. And you're right. You know, it does, affect your quality of what you're yeah. providing, the quality of the service you're providing 100%. Um, but I was just like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to do them all. And, and what I learned um, a couple of times, and this was spirit testing me out, I do believe, is uh, I had a lady, this is actually quite interesting. I may have to talk to you about this on your other um, podcast series one day, but I had a lady that I was telling her, um, her mum came through and I was telling her, you know what? she's really worried about her gold jewelry. Her gold jewelry is missing. It's all over the place. She wants it back. She's very upset. And this woman had no idea what I was talking about. She's like, no, mom's jewelry's all there. And we're divvying it up. It's, you know, she's passed away and we're just giving it out to the family as she requested. And I said, no, it's missing. Anyway, she goes over, finds the jewelry missing and then um, someone's stolen it. So the jewelry was stolen and the, her mom was trying to tell her my jewelry is stolen. So anyway, she rings me and she's like, can you do a reading for me? Like immediately. And it was the day of my Facebook live and I like to have a bit of space. And I said, look, I can do a reading for you on Thursday. Um, Cause she said Thursday was also okay. But um, you know, I really need to prepare for my Facebook live. And I sort of had my boundaries there mm -hmm. and she went ahead and booked someone else. And I was really upset. And then I was like, Oh, well, maybe I can do it on Monday. Maybe I can do it on Monday. Please, please, please pick me. And she already did the reading with this other lady. And I was like, I really feel like that is boundaries. I really think that's supporting what you're saying is that I'm still, I still have that kind of people pleaser sort of aspect where I want to make everyone yeah. happy. Yeah. So yeah. that was another, yeah. that was another big lesson. And I got that. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? It's interesting. It goes back to the self doubt and, you know, it also goes back to our episode on, you know, manifestation where there's enough to go around. So I believe personally that by you putting yourself first, you were then tested really clearly, you know, with, oh, did, are, did you make the right decision putting yourself first? Because now you've lost that revenue and, you know, that, that being said though, you have to have faith that maybe she didn't get the answer she wanted. Maybe she didn't get the reading that, you know, you could have given her. Maybe she'll give you a test or maybe she got the information that she needed that you wouldn't have been able to drum up for her. Exactly. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. And by you being able to put yourself first and, and obviously I know you second guess that after, which is totally normal. That's, that's totally normal, but you probably did a better quality Facebook live reading for all Absolutely. the other people who were seeing you. And then that resulted in more tenfold. Yeah. Could you imagine if you did, you know, the reading with her, you know, and then you did a sub part, reading and then you ended up missing out on 10 clients and their word of mouth and their word of mouth and exactly. their word of mouth and their, yeah. right so yeah. it was actually a record thing. that that facebook live i did that week when i said no to her was actually a record it was 190 watching live that week that was the most i've ever had 
So it was, it was, it paid off. It paid off. And that's what, that's the whole lesson. You know, that's why we get taught these lessons because that's the positive reinforcement that I needed. I was like, yeah, I needed to know that needed to have that experience. You know, like you, I've had to put myself first before and, you know, even, and recently it happened and it was really uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Kind of like, you know, for me, it was really uncomfortable to just make a decision that put myself first that maybe didn't seem logical, but at the same time, I knew what I needed to do. And so that's, and when you honor where you are, you start to make decisions that honor where you are in your journey and things start to flow way more. And so it doesn't mean that it's without self-doubt. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have those moments where you know, for you, you were faced with it right away. Okay. Well, I booked my, I booked something else and you know, anyone would have felt like you felt, which is, Oh, well, let me see what I can do. Duh, duh, duh. But you know, mm. hindsight's twenty twenty when you can see clearly and go, I get now why that didn't work out. Exactly. Yeah. So, good lesson. Yeah. I love that. So, um, did you have any more comments about self-doubt? I'm today, I'm talking a little bit more about imposter syndrome and I'll touch on self-doubt my own experience with that slightly, but pretty much I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. So I'm, I'm really yeah, you go ahead. You. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that, we need to know that explanation. Cause it's, um, it's something that I hadn't heard of until you mentioned it and makes so much sense. Yeah. So when I think about self-doubt for myself, um, it's kind of weird. It's, it's as though I, it's as though you know you're fully capable of doing something, but then you have the voice in your head that's tripping you up, you know? So you know that, you're, that you've got all the tools in your toolkit to be able to deliver a certain outcome or to be able to, um, you know, back yourself and, and do the job well. And yet there's this voice inside you, uh, you know, the negative Nancy voice, basically, <laughs> that you know, is kind of saying, oh, but what if this happens or what if this happens? And it's that what if voice, you know, and, 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 you know, I've, I've kind of thought about this a lot and read about it before and, you know, well, what if everything works out great? You know, that's part of, you know, what I'm going to go into is talking about tips and tricks and how to work through the imposter syndrome. But I think that when you are working through the imposter syndrome it's first of all, it's kind of recognizing it's happening to you. So you know, when you know you're qualified, but you feel like you might not be qualified, that's kind of an uh, indicator that there's an imposter syndrome there happening. So for me, I have to get clear on what, what is it that I'm actually feeling? And for me, I'm feeling a lot of, well, what if I let someone else down? Or what if someone buys my service and they don't get the quality that I know I can give, or they're not satisfied, or they're not happy, or, um, you know, what if I take on something and I won't be able to do it the best of my ability, you know, that kind of thing. So that's sort of where, you know, the imposter syndrome sits for me. Where does it sit for you? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that. Um, when I got into journalism over 20 years ago, I definitely felt like an imposter. I felt like a fraud. Um, I was doing a bachelor of arts, uh, which is what all good uh, people who <laughs> don't get the OP um, that they expect leaving high school. Um, and they do, because uh, the Bachelor of Arts was one of those fun things where you do philosophy and all sorts of crazy things. And so I was doing all these philosophy subjects and having a great time and arts and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, this is wonderful. And then um, I got off of my job in my first job in commercial radio. And I'm like, I haven't even done any journalism subjects yet. This is crazy, but it was all based on my voice. And so I went out to Charleville and uh, tried to be a newsreader. So I was there watching Sandra Sully because I really liked her. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll try and read the news like her. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know how to write a radio story because I hadn't done any journalism subjects. So I'm there and I was walking down the road one day and and it's funny because this lady came up to me and went, she went, oh, you're the new newsreader, are you? And I said, oh, yes. And I was like, how did you know? And she's like, we don't have new people in town. She's like, we know everybody. So if someone new is here and I hear a new voice on the radio, then I know it's going to be you. And I was like, oh, that's all very small and very personal. But she's like, I think you're doing a fantastic job. You sound like a newsreader. You sound fantastic. You know, your writing's really great. And I was like, okay, all right. I must be doing something right. But... 
I, the whole three months I was there, because then I got a phone call from Bundaberg and I um, got offered a job in Bundaberg after that. And it was just all through word of mouth, um, which is what it tends to be with, with news a lot of the time and radio. And um, yeah, so I was only in Chalable for three months. I uh, felt like a fraud the entire time and then went to Bundaberg and it was much the same story where I did the um, Children's Backpackers Fire, which was a huge thing where a lot of people in the UK died and um, there was, you know, people from all over the world that were in that hostel, 15 people died. And so it was one of the biggest stories that I probably to this day have ever covered where it's local and uh, and it was super exhausting. But the whole time I was getting asked to do live crosses and things with other radio stations all around Australia and overseas. I was doing crosses with people in the UK doing live, you know, breakfast shows and things like that. Um, Cause we were the only radio station based there at the time. And, um, and I had no idea what a live cross was. So I had to get the person on the other end of the phone to actually tell me what a live cross was, what I had to do when I had to say my name, the whole thing. I actually didn't even know how to do a live cross, never done one. So stuff like that, you know, when you're young, I was 23, 24, is really challenging because I didn't really have the, the knowledge and the skills at that point um, really to be able to do that role. But it was really just because I had a, a good speaking voice that I kept getting these jobs. So it was a big battle. You know, I kind of, I knew that I was good at the job, but I was always questioning myself. And that went on, went on and on and on throughout my career until I guess when I hit my thirties and forties where I, I started to kind of really believe in myself, but it, it took a long time for me to come to terms with that. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, that's one of the cool things about getting older is you get wiser and you also build up experience. So you can say things, you know, like I've been a journalist for 20 years and it's true. Here we are. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And, and I good. think sometimes, you know, if you don't have an accreditation or or you don't have some kind of a rap sheet that someone else has, you know, I think, you know, it's funny because the imposter syndrome, I almost feel so we need to throw in another topic, which is like the compared comparing system of syndrome or whatever, where we compare ourselves to other people, because it would be very easy for you to be as a journalist, look at other people you're working with, maybe what they've done in the past or, you know, their credentials and things and compare yourself to them. You know, for me, when I look at other business entrepreneurs and people who are involved in motivating and, and all that, it's, it's easy to want to compare. And I think that, you know, part of working through that is remembering that you also have value. You also have a gift and, you know, you're not going to suit everyone and that's okay. And, you know, clearly you had a job for a reason someone yeah. saw lighting you and you know there was a purpose there yeah do you do you find that because Gary V is someone that you've spoken to me a bit about when you were just talking about people who are doing it you know who are doing the job and and are inspiring people and stuff like that and I've just been so inspired by him um and that was someone I was thinking of when you were just speaking is was that for you in the beginning was that like oh man like he's a king like I could kind of never get there or does it inspire you to try to get there like what is um, I don't compare myself to him. I, mm. I don't compare myself. I work hard at not comparing myself to anybody, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I do look at people like that and think it would be nice to do that also. But one thing I love about Gary Vee and, and one thing I love about people like Marie Forleo and some of the other people that I, I read and follow is they remind you all the time it takes hard work and it takes dedication. And, you know, I did a Facebook live yesterday and no one watched it. And I ended up deleting it because the light in my dining room was on my head and it looked as though I had a weird, like a halo, <laughs> like a, no, not, not like an angel halo. I totally would have left that, but uh, no, like I had a weird gray bald spot. Oh so I went, oh, I might not, because nobody's watched this, I might just leave that and not put it on there. But I was also doing an Instagram live at the same time. So I kept that one up there. It was a total vanity thing for me to take it off. But I just thought it didn't represent me well. And I felt it was distracting from what I was trying to talk about. But the reason why I bring that up is because Gary talked about how when he was first doing some of his YouTube lives and things like this, that, you know, only 11 people watched sometimes. And you know, kind of like the quote that I talked about at the beginning of the show where Marie Forleo was basically saying that it takes years of work. You know, I know it takes years of work. And I guess I feel that I've already put in over 15 years of work. 
But the cool thing is that I've put in over 15 years of work, not for myself. Well, actually, that's a lie. I did work for myself for a long time, but I also worked for other people as well. And so it's a combination of all that time. And, you know, I think I just have trust and faith that as long as I keep showing up and I keep working through, you know, self-doubt and imposter syndrome, in the end, I'm going to succeed because this is what I'm meant to do. And, you know, you and I, we operate where we, you know, believe in the creator and spirit and whatever you want to call it. And so I just have this undying, unwavering faith that if I was meant to be on a different path, that something would swoop in and move me off the way that I'm going. And personally, at the moment, I just feel that I continue to have validation for what I'm doing. And I think that sometimes if you're clear on what's motivating you, that also is helpful and it will continue to support you even when no one's watching you on Facebook Live. So I guess it's a long-winded way of me trying to say that I, I know that I have value and eventually other people will know it too. <laughs> Actually, and whatever, yeah. That, yeah. whatever that looks like is cool. I have absolutely no desire at all to be famous. No, I just want to do my thing, help the most people do it in the way that I want to do it. Not answer to anyone, but who I, but myself and just remain true to myself. So that's that's where I'm at with that, I guess. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel bad now for um complaining about only having seventy um <laughs> seventy odd viewers on Monday. <laughs> no, I feel like oh, I didn't have a bald spot. Oh my gosh, what a shock! Because you don't. <laughs> you I mean, you don't know. Like right. at the time, like yeah, you're just kind of doing it. Yeah, like, you don't you know. Notice stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and a couple of times, time. you know, I did a live in the middle of the day, and that seemed to work a bit better than the time that I did yesterday. So that's the other thing too, is, you know, I want to keep showing up consistently, but at the same time, I'm also, you know, testing the waters to see when people are watching. But the cool thing is I had someone message me on Instagram who watched the show and they said that it really helped. And so, you know, that's the other thing too, is just be clear on your expectation. You know, my expectation is to give quality information and help people and if I'm doing that, then I've done the right yeah. thing. You know, I'm yeah. doing my job well. Yeah. And people can still watch so. it. I mean, it's not, it's not like people have to watch it yeah. live. They can watch it back. So that's, you know, you're still putting that up there. You're still putting content up, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. And so um, there's some tools. You've got a few tools, I think, to help people kind of um, yeah. get through this. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So we've talked a few about them. Um, already, but I will, you know, recap. So basically when you're dealing with the imposter syndrome and you're aware that you, you know, have the skills to do the work that you're doing and you're kind of disallowing that voice to, you know, second guess you really need to be aware of the inner talk and you need to stop yourself from thinking you're an imposter and you need to replace it with whatever it is that you need to do to, to stop that. So for example, it's easy for me to go, oh, look at Gary Vee and look at all these other awesome people that are doing their thing. And, you know, oh, I can't, I can't put out huge statements. Like I've helped thousands or hundreds of thousands of people build seven figure businesses because that's not true. I haven't done that, but I have helped a lot of businesses build up their revenue. And I've had, I have done a lot of other things. So sometimes, you know, when you see yourself or hear yourself doing this inner talk, it's, well, what's, what can I replace with something that's the truth? And what I, what I do in relation to myself, I guess, would be, you know, I have over 15 years experience. I'm learning every day. I have worked with hundreds of different types of businesses in a variety of different industries and different types of people. And I know that I'm qualified to do what I'm doing and uh, I can do it. <laughs> so, and, you know, not comparing yourself. So what about inner talk? What do you, you know, do you have a process that you use with inner talk with replacing or what do you do to kind of, you know, quiet that negative voice? Yeah, I have a really good example of this. I was doing a healing on Monday, same day when I was, um, oh, sorry, Tuesday. Um, so I was still struggling a bit on Tuesday after my Facebook live experience. And um, I was doing a healing and I felt myself kind of um, slipping into that negative thought area where I had some thoughts popping in and I thought, yeah, that's not helpful and that's not useful. 
And for me, I like to find, I guess, like an affirmation. And we spoke about this with our running, you know, having that, that rhythm and saying an affirmation. Yeah. And the first thing that popped in my head, and, and I guess I am spiritual and I, I do go to church and stuff like that, but I'm certainly not trying to promote Christianity or anything, but this is just the thing that popped into my head. I was like, please just give me something. Please give me a phrase or something to pull me out of this every time this uh, negative thought comes into my head. And um, the thought was, I love you, my Lord. Don't know why. That's just what popped into my head. And so I said it in my head and it cleared. It cleared the negativity. And the next time it happened, I said that again. The next time it happened, I said that again. And then it just stopped happening. So I'm not, yeah, I, I didn't sort of choose that, I guess. Uh, it just popped in my head and I said it and it worked. So it's, it's up to us as individuals, I think, to find what works for us. Um, we're all going to find different affirmations and mantras that are resonate. Mm. Um, and certainly when I'm running, I have different ones as well. You know, I'm worthy or I am is really great. But for some reason in that moment, that was the thing that popped into my head and it got me out of it. And I've been feeling amazing, you know, ever since. I've really dragged myself out of that hole. So yeah, I like mantras or, you know, that sort of thing. And it's funny because, you know, just to reiterate what you just said, you know, it's about finding the language that works for you. Cause when you said that, I would never say that. Yeah. That's <laughs> that why I just, sort of put that. that would, I'm not a Bible basher. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But you're just speaking your truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's the cool thing is that if you find what works for you, that's the only thing that matters, whatever mm. is going to, you know, get you out of that funk. <laughs> so I can't see you saying that by the way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I see your eyebrows and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> So um, another tip to work through imposter syndrome is actually talking about your feelings with others and pay attention to who you're hanging around with because, you know, sometimes you hang around, not you, but people hang around with negative people. And, you know, over the years, I've had to cut a lot of negative people out of my life because it's just not where I'm at. And uh, so now it's, you know, I just spend time with people that raise me up and make me feel good. And I think one of the easiest ways to tell whether or not the people that you're spending time with make you feel good is whether or not you feel good <laughs> after you spent time with them. You know, sometimes I can have a conversation with someone and I just feel a million bucks. Like I could take on the whole world, you know, and then other times I might talk to somebody and feel really drained and, you know, down. And so it's kind of getting clear on how you feel, you know, with the people that you're spending your time with and then talking about your feelings with others. And, you know, I think it's okay to, you know, to say to your friend, you know, for example, if I said to Michelle, Hey, Michelle, I'm feeling, can I just, you know, talk with you because I'm just feeling really down in my ability. Well, Michelle and I have worked together for a long time. So that would be Michelle's cue as my friend and my support worker. <laughs> my support, I mean, not my support worker, my support, Your counsel, to, um, yes. <laughs> you know, maybe she could remind me of all the things that I have accomplished before. And, you know, and I personally don't think that, you know, people should be inflating other people with falsities or, you know, anything like that, because I don't think that you need to build up your ego to a place where it's inflated and you feel amazing because then when people put you down or you don't do something to, you know, your hundred percent ability, you might take it on more than you need to. I, I think it's important to be neutral in that. However, I do think that, you know, being reminded of past accomplishments is important. Mm -hmm. And so finding somebody who can help, help you in, in regards to that is actually really important. So any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I agree. I think um, during the uh, COVID-19, the pandemic and all of that sort of stuff, I was talking to the guy who taught me the kind of healing that I do. And he has always been big on do it all yourself, learn how to do the healing on yourself. He doesn't so much uh, promote you coming to him for healings all the time. He wants all of us. So all of his clients, he pretty much promotes them learning how to do the healing on themselves. But he, he changed his mind during uh, that episode and, and the pandemic. He changed his mind and he was like, okay, I feel like the, the energy and everything is super challenging and I feel like people need to come to me and you. Like he was talking to me as someone who practices as well. He's like, you need to encourage people to come to you now. So 
previously I was like, you need to go and do this. You need to go and do this. And now I'm just like, come and see me. And I've just been pretty much booked out with healings. I've been doing a lot of healings on people. And you get to that point sometimes where it's just too much. There's so much going on. There's so much self-doubt. There's so much because people are losing their jobs all over the place. Like it was such a, an unprecedented event, I guess, that you do sometimes need the help. You need someone else to come in and just go, I'm going to take, you know, some of this away for you and let's see what's left. And I've just found that really empowering for me to be able to kind of do that for somebody else um, and not just go off you go, go and learn it, go and do it yourself, you know? And I, I think that's been a, a huge awakening for me. Yeah. Mm, I like yeah. That. So I guess we could add a new one, which is also asking for help, which is kind of what you're yeah. talking about or getting aware that you need help. Big time. You know? Yeah. Getting aware of your strengths as well. It's not even on my list, but getting aware of your, well, actually, I guess it kind of is coming up now, but it's under a different title. <laughs> so <laughs> my title of the next tip is uh, don't talk about things you don't know. <laughs> there you go. So Good basically, you know, if you're in, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome, a really good way to avoid dealing with that is just don't talk about things you don't know. <laughs> so if Michelle says to me, Hey, Lauren, do you have any tips on how to, you know, fix my car? I will go, yeah, take it to a mechanic <laughs> because I don't know anything about cars awesome. and I actually am not interested either. So, <laughs> so there's that, that's some real talk right there, but you know, it's, don't talk about things you don't know. If, if you don't know, just say you don't know. And very often you'll be able to, you know, re recommend or refer somebody else on. The other thing too that you could do is, uh, you know, you could talk about, uh, I'm afraid that I'm not the expert at that. And, and maybe you lay it all out. So for example, I had somebody who wanted me to build a website for them, right? And I said, well, I mean, I used to manage websites, but I I had a developer. So if I wanted something done on the site, I went to the expert and they did it for me. And yeah, I could build a lot of the stuff on the site and I could Once fix problems yeah. and things like that. But, you know, I said to them, listen, I've, I built my own website, but I'm not an expert. And so as, you know, as a friend, I would consider talking about doing this for you. But if you were a client of mine, I would recommend someone else do it. So I guess what I've done there is I've said that I don't know, I'm not the expert. I've explained to the person, you know, the situation. I've suggested that I can do it for them, but I'm not the expert. And so mm. sometimes you can get someone who's not an expert for cheaper, which is a, another thing. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you can also take your price down a level. Like there's a lot of people who start, you know, when you were starting as a journalist, I'm pretty sure you weren't paid as an intro journalist the same way as in, you know, somebody who's been in the game for a long time. Oh, absolutely. And, not. you know, yeah. that's, that's sort of what happens. So yeah. So don't talk about things you don't know, recommend other people. And, you know, because that's where you get in trouble is if you go, yeah, I can totally fix your car, Michelle. And then you don't do it <laughs> because you don't know anything about cars. So I'd probably give it a go. I would probably give it a go. I'm a bit of a fake it till you make it kind of girl. Yeah. I mean, like, give it yeah. to me. Well, Lauren, there, you hand go. It over. there you go. And that might result in issues yeah. and that might result in, in, in imposter syndrome because you've taken on work that, you know, you can't. Yeah. Do. It's happened to me. It, it's happened to me in the workplace for sure. Where I've been like, cause I, when you're sort of faking it, like I was saying before, feeling like a bit of a fraud and trying to do everything, it's like, you know, someone asked me to do something. I'm like, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that because I've been faking it the whole time anyway, because I was still doing my Bachelor of Arts. So I did try and do things that I wasn't, I wasn't quite clear what it was that I was doing. And then I'd stuff it up and they'd be like, oh, this is actually what it was that you're meant to do. And I was like, oh, so I did kind of le learn but I, I learned from making a lot of mistakes. And what I learned from that was what you were saying is to sometimes just put your hand up. If you don't know, put your hand up and ask. And that's kind of where I ended up, but I had to learn the hard way. I remember I interviewed somebody one time who was applying for a job with me and um, they said they were really proficient at Photoshop and their resume was good and their portfolio work was good. That's why I brought them in. And when I got them to do a Photoshop test, they weren't good they didn't know what they were doing. And so I, I don't like to do fake it till you make it because I just think that if you're not 
if you're faking it, then you're fake mm. faking it. Yeah. And I personally don't like that. So that's not how, what I do, but I know a lot of people do do that, but there are certain things that you can, that you can learn quickly that then you can do. And there are other things that you can't, you know, I was doing a, a, some Facebook ad campaigns the other day and I went, I have a lot of learning to do because I can, I can get it to a point, but I'm, I definitely am not at the point where I understand how, how to maximize it, how to track my pixel, my pixels, how to see all my conversions properly, how to see where, you know, these people are dropping off in the point of sale and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not an expert in that. Uh, and I wouldn't, I could, I could, you know, do it up to a point. So I think that, yeah, anyway. Know what you're good at and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Overdose on the positive. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later and actually the party element of the show. So I probably won't say too much on that now, but I will say that, you know, one of the ways to work through imposter syndrome really comes down to just feeling good and feeling happy and nurturing yourself. And so Michelle and I are both going to comment on that a little bit later. Mm. Learn from your mistakes. So, you know, one of the things I think with the imposter syndrome and actually, you know, self-doubt as well that happens is that, you know, you have that voice in your head that reminds you of all the times that you screwed up. (laughs) Remember when that didn't go well, remember when that, well that, you know, and then the voice in your head is like, well, clearly you're not capable of doing X, Y, Z because of all these other things that happened. So I think that, you know, you need to learn from your mistakes. You need to remember nobody is perfect. And uh, for me, and I don't know about, you, Michelle, maybe you can comment on this, but I can say that pretty much any mistake I've ever made has been a lesson and it's been a blessing in disguise. And even if it's, it sucks and it hurts and it's awful and all that I've learned from it. And that's actually made me better. So yeah. is it really a mistake or is it just a, a really non-glamorized lesson? Yeah. And I think that comes a bit back to parenting as well with the mistakes, because I had a dad that kind of wanted to prevent anything from happening, like anything. So before I could kind of fall or have a negative experience, he was always trying to kind of rescue me from that. And I'm a big believer in, especially because it comes from how we're raised a lot of the time. Um, some parents are happy to let their kids graze their knees and figure it out, you know, fall off the roof and break an arm, whatever it is. Um, and I was, I feel like I was quite overprotected growing up. So um, part of that, I think, as in uh, growing into teenagerhood and then adulthood and moving out of home was that I did make a lot of mistakes because I hadn't kind of been allowed to figure it out for myself, you know, when I was growing up. And not that that's, I'm certainly not sitting here saying I'm a victim of anything, but I think that's how I figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out a bit later in life, whereas some people figure it out, you know, during childhood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, another one is visualize success. And so Michelle and I talk a lot about that in our manifestation episode. And Michelle does a whole little, you know, segment there on creating a vision board. I think sometimes if you have your eye on the prize, <laughs> then, you know, it's all good because, you know, when I look at where I want to take my business, when you look at where you want to take your business, you know, this is, we've just begun girl, you know, it's just step one on a long road. And, you know, I think that as long as you can continue to visualize success, it will remind you why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that that really comes down to remembering why you're in the game and why you are, you know, you're doing this and you're pushing yourself. And, you know, there are so many people who want to do things that they don't do it because they're afraid. And, you know, it's the whole, well, why, why not me? Well, why, why not you? you know, why not, why can't you do it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what if, well, what if it works also? (laughs) So I think visualized success is a big one. Yeah. If you don't try, you never know. Hey, exactly. And you'll learn something if you, regardless. And I think you probably never regret giving it a go backing yourself as much as you would regret wondering, well, what could happen? Exactly. Uh, And then the last one is rewarding yourself. And when's the last time you thanked yourself for showing up and doing a good job? So, you know, for me, I'm taking the day, half a half day off today to read my books and, you know, get reignited and inspired. And, you know, I guess it. 
Yeah. And I think in a way that's me rewarding myself for all the work I have done and knowing that all the things that I'm leaving on the table to do (laughs) will get done tomorrow. But, you know, I mean, Michelle, have you rewarded yourself in even just acknowledging? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, you said you were making more money than when you were making it the previous job and you're you're working from home and you're learning boundaries and you're setting limits and you're, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm big on this when I speak to, I do a lot of connections with women, particularly more than guys, but I always tell them, you know what, give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself a pat on the back, even for this moment, even for this one hour that we're sharing, this is something that you're doing for yourself. So give yourself a pat on the back. And a lot of people struggle with that. I can see it in their eyes when I tell them that, especially the women, because they're like, oh, well, it's always about the family and the kids and everyone else, you know, with a lot of the women that I connect with. So me, especially, like, I really appreciate if I take the time to do an hour session of yoga, I'm, I'm thanking myself. I'm like, Michelle, you showed up. Thank you. Um, our yoga instructor's big on when we start yoga, Michelle, um, we say to each of us, um, ourselves, good morning, Michelle, I love you. Um, and thank you, you know, for showing up. And so that's something that our yoga instructor practices with us. And so I'm I'm big on that, you know, even going for a run, uh, I'm so grateful to myself for doing this, for taking the time out, even meditating, same thing. Um, but I, I have to live that because I'm telling other people to do it. So if I was, wasn't doing it for myself, again, we're a bit of an imposter or fraud, aren't we? So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. And it's important. So for our listener at home, you know, when's the last time you rewarded yourself, even just with a kind word, like Michelle said, Mm. because I, I personally don't believe that you need outside validation. I don't need other people to tell me that I'm great because I think that for myself and that's, and that's what's most important because if Michelle says that I'm great and you know, Tim and you know, Donna say that I suck, well, who's right? Yeah. Well, you it's know. how you feel about yourself. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. Yeah. So just, you know, love who you are, be who you are and give back to yourself. So those are some of my tools and tips to help with imposter syndrome. So I really hope that helped. Michelle, I'm not sure whether or not you had anything to add before we headed into uh, kind of the, the fun party part of the yeah, can't wait for that. Um, oh, the only the only thing I really wanted to um, mention, I guess, was just reiterating what we've already said. Um, for me, yes, I had a bit of self doubt entering uh, self employment, but the confirmation for me that I'm doing the right thing is the fact that spirit just keeps leading people to me, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and the feeling when I woke up this morning and I thought I was had a full time job I had to go to, I was horrified. And again, that's just confirmation for me that I don't want to do that. I don't want to enter that rat race again. Um, And I'll just continue to believe that things are going to flow. And that's probably what I want to say, especially to the listener at home, is that if you love what you do, and this for me doesn't feel like a job because it's just a gift. Um, It's something that I'm very lucky to have. um, And I can make money out of it. And if that's what you want to do, just allow the universe to provide it for you. And that was something that I did. It was like universe, um, I'd really like to earn what I was earning before so that we can continue to pay our bills and do all those things. And that's exactly what happened. So I didn't kind of worry about the money and focus on the money and manifest the money. It was more, I just put it out there. I was like, for us to be able to pay the bills, I need to earn this amount, you know, what I was earning before. So it's almost the reverse. Thank you in advance, let it go. And then it all happened and flowed. So um, that's what I would say to other people. We don't want to worry about those, um, things. It just makes life a hell of a lot easier when you just trust and allow. Yeah. 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 So yeah. now it's time for the, the party. There we are. We like to party. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to come up with a party song for every show. Maybe I should yeah. start doing that. And I'll put it's some special effects time. in there somewhere. Yeah. Go. Yes. And kind of you go girl, like in the background. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So today I wanted to encourage our listener to write down five things that make them feel good because I believe that, you know, when you're working through self-doubt and the imposter syndrome, it's really easy to feel down on yourself and feel bad and feel negative. And sometimes you need to go to your, you know, make me happy list. (laughs) Let's call it a make me happy list. I like that. So you need to go to your make me happy list to, um, 
to help remind you of, you know, the tools in your toolkit to really motivate you and make you feel happy. So Michelle, do you want to start off with what would be on your make me happy list? Yeah. So I actually did a a little playlist um, and then I've got a couple of recommendations as well. Um, But I used to love, I did a bit of boxing and Survivor, I the Tiger, um, always was on my playlist um, from Rambo, um, Sylvester Stallone. And that just, it just gets the blood pumping. It's like just such an awesome tune. Um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Marvin Gaye and um, Tammy Terrell. That's um, that's something yeah. that's really, I just feel it, it's very uplifting. It's very uplifting. And uh, if I'm in a bit of a, a downer, um, I feel like it really picks me up. Um, beautiful, Christina Aguilera. Oh, my God, her voice. Amazing. Um, I'm going to, all the links to these uh, songs will be in the show notes as well for people at home. Um, Happy by Pharrell Williams, um, because that's just one that you have to kind of bounce along to when you're in the car and you're like driving and it's on and it's like, yeah, you know. Such a good song. Good vibes. Yeah. Good vibrations. Um, And had to be on there. Katy Perry, love her. She's having a baby soon. Um, firework. Yeah. 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 Which I think firework was about, um, Russell Brand. I'm pretty sure, but you know, it's still a great song. So, um, you know, that marriage didn't work so well. Um, (laughs) the, um, the other things, so that was my, that's my playlist and that'll be in the show notes as I mentioned. But, um, one of the things that I really like, and this is a little bit about what you were talking about is reminding yourself of the things that you're good at. And we talked a bit about doing the things you're good at kind of thing, but surround yourself with people who have your back and figure out kind of an idea of what you want to do next. And it's about kind of dreaming big um, and reminding yourself that your job doesn't kind of define you. So even if you're in a job you don't like, it's like, what's my next big thing? What's the next big role, you know, that I want to aim for. And it's about having those awesome things to look forward to. Um, so that's really important. And that was something that I've always been doing and you were doing, you know, when you asked for your redundancy and then kind of got it and didn't expect it. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it's dreamy big and looking for that next big thing that you want to do, uh, and making the time for it, um, and come up with some good mantras. And I spoke about this before, but one of the things I Thank love you, about, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and look, it just popped in my head. What can I say? But Oprah, um, one of the things I love about Oprah is she says, um, surround yourself only with people who are going to take you higher. Um, and I think maybe lift you higher. I might've written that wrong, but, um, I really like that. And that's what I feel like you are for me. And I've also got some other friends who kind of do that. And sometimes you need that, that external assistance, um, to get yourself back on track. Um, and I actually found a really cool video on YouTube, Lauren, um, which was, featuring a bunch of different celebs speaking about how they overcame self-doubt. And it was on Oprah's own network um, that I saw that. So uh, I've put the link to that in our show notes as well. And another favorite of mine and a favorite of Oprah's um, was Maya Angelou. Um, And she says, stand up straight and realize who you are that you tower over your circumstances. And I, I love that. That that gives me goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps too. Same because it's like you get caught up in the detail. Yeah. You get caught up in that. It's too much. I've got all these bookings. I can't even go to the toilet. You know, it's just circumstance. And it's like when you rise above that and go, man, you know, I'm being guided and this is, I'm working for myself and my partner supports me, which is your situation. And with me, I've got like this flow happening like be grateful for those things and kind of rise above it. You know, the, the, the fact that you didn't have, um, you know, the numbers on your Facebook live that you wanted, you put it out there, man, you, you're doing good quality work and people will be able to watch that back. It's still quality and it's still within, it's in alignment with what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So it's like, let's look at that and keep doing and keep trying because I'm sure the Richard Bransons of the world and the Elon Musks, I'm sure they encountered difficulties along the way. This is just our journey. So that one just goosebumps for me. I love Love that. Loved. Yeah. 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 How about yourself? Yeah. Um, I should have gone first so you could have ended with that. <laughs> that Maybe I can do some editing stuff, wizardry. <laughs> no, I'll just leave it. But that was powerful. That was really good. So I guess things that make me feel good, I find meditating is really helpful. And, um, you know, in our next episode, not to give a spoiler alert, but we'll be talking a bit more about that. But meditating really makes me feel calm and um, peaceful and giving back to myself. I love dancing. I actually did a meditation a while ago and you meet your future self in the meditation and they, and then in the meditation voiceovers, like, you know, ask your future self if they have anything to tell you. 
And so I went, what do you have to tell me? You know, I didn't have quite, <laughs> quite such a weird voice. Like, Actually, right. I just... <laughs> really high pitch no oh dear yes um but anyway my future self told me to uh and I just snorted this is a total disaster okay so my future self told me to dance more and I love dancing. I used to dance all the time when I was a teenager and I uh, in my 20s I would go out and I would party and dance all night. It was the best, mm. the best, the best, the best. I would be the girl on the dance floor when there was no one else on the dance floor because I did not care. My body needs to groove. So actually in, uh, I've been doing some yoga and sometimes I have a playlist on that's really good. And sometimes I'll, you know, do a couple of sun salutations and then all of a sudden I'm just doing the quick little dance thing. And then I'm moving back oh, and doing my sun salutation. So, you know, it's, Love uh, that. Yeah, I'm calling it Doya. So if anyone at home is trying to trademark that, I will find you. Lauren but, will be um, on domain yeah. checking that out. Yeah. <laughs> Dance yoga, Doya. Anyway, um, I you know, I've started going for a run and yeah, for going for runs and that's just been amazing. So it's it's really that makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I'm loving my body. And um, I feel stronger in my skin, you know, my body's tightening up and things like that. Uh, apparently, if you just sit and work at a desk for hours at a time, your body doesn't just naturally get really toned. You have to work at it. So, <laughs> so uh, doing that, you know, talking to a friend, like I love our podcast. It's so fun. It makes me feel exhilarated when we do it. And, you know, sets an example of, you know, talking to somebody who lifts you up, makes you feel good. And, you know, I love watching puppy videos on Instagram <laughs> and, uh, I, I love, I love animals. I love puppies. I love dogs. I don't have a dog. I creeped on Michelle's Instagram. I realized you have a, you have like a schnauzer dog. A schnauzer named Sissy. Yes. Oh my God. You've never... <laughs> a mini. Oh man. I can't even talk to you about that right now. Um, Amir, <laughs> it's just so wonderful. So eventually I will commit and get a dog, but I have a bit of uh, commitment issues at the moment. Plus I'm renting, so I can't actually have a dog where I live at the moment, but I've always traveled a lot. So it's never been, I've never felt that it would be an, an investment that I could make yet. Cause that yeah. would go away from, you know, a long, long dogs need your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So puppies watching dogs actually make me feel really happy and just elevate my mood. So those are some of my five things that make me feel feel good. I like the Did funny I? cat videos <laughs> See, yeah. with the so. cucumber where they have the cucumber on the floor or the zucchini or something. And they like freak out. Have you seen that? It's so good. Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> it's so uplifting for my mood. <laughs> Shame about the cat, but uh, yeah, I find that really uplifting. I love that. That's so funny. So, all right. Well, that was an awesome show, Michelle. Why don't, uh, do you want to talk about what's coming up on the next episode? Yeah. Well, I was just, um, just having to think about that as you were speaking and, um, we've written some stuff around staying fit. And I was just thinking about what you were saying, um, around the exercise and the running and the dance, because let's be honest. I mean, what else raises your vibrations to that degree of when you're doing your, what was it? Doga? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Doya, sorry, um, your new creation. Oh, yeah, it's um, yoga. It should be doga. I was so, thinking that, but I didn't want to criticize. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when you're doing your doga or you're, um, you know, you're running, you're dancing, whatever it is, it's like it really gets those vibrations up. And I feel like maybe we can do something around um, you know, the staying fit, but that could be physically but mentally as well and sort of linking the two together. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, yeah, that sounds in line with what we had planned, which was to do our top five at five. Mm -hmm. So that's what, yeah. So we'll be doing that next week, which is in line with um, what Michelle's saying, just things to really elevate you, make you feel good. And so what we're going to do is we're not going to give it away now because we want you to tune in next week, but we will choose five topics, probably an exercise movement kind of one that we've sort of talked about. You know, Michelle's just talked about that now, but definitely that. And we're going to do five themes and then Michelle and I are each going to do our top five of each of those particular themes. And this is the, the really exciting part about the whole episode. Michelle and I are not going to share the five things that we have chosen until we're live on the air. 
So that means that potentially we have chosen similar things or we've chosen totally opposite, but regardless, it'll be interesting to see what Michelle and I have in common and hopefully we can teach each other some stuff as well. After our top uh, five songs that we listen to to get ourselves um, in the groove and they were completely <laughs> different. I'm going with completely different, but let's just see. Let's just let's see what see. happens. That's from episode number one as well. If you want to know yeah. what Michelle's talking about, there's a pretty great playlist. Um, actually, we could put links to the show to in the show notes too. Yeah, from the first one. Yeah, yeah episode so one. Can see what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Although our listener, fine. our dear, beautiful, fabulous listener at home, we really hope that you've been listening to all the episodes up to this point and you know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. So, all right. Well, thank you for the show, Michelle. Um, it was great. And for our listener at home, you know, if you love the show, please do tell your friends, you know, share it. Uh, we'd also love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, but questions or topics or themes that you want us to, to talk about in future shows. We are always open to hearing that from you. This has been the Business in the Front. Party in the Back. Podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening.